Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 92 of the VR Verdict Podcast. I'm PJ. I'm Wookie. We're here talking to Sam from Make Real Studio. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Make Real, based in Brighton, UK. Awesome. And we're here talking about your game, Loco Dojo Unleashed. Uh, Just come out on the Oculus Quest store. Yeah. 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 Anyone listening or watching, there'll be links in the show notes for... All the information we talk about, grab the game on Quest. It's a blast, as you're about to hear. So, <laughs> I yeah, gave first... a five star review. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reviews are like super important because it really helps with visibility and making sure we can do um, you know, stuff on the store and uh, obviously. A good a good score is one thing, but um, the number of re- reviews is helpful as well. Yeah. Um, especially when um, you know, Rotor VR, for example, you know they do those weekly or monthly top app lists and things like that. So hopefully, we'll be slowly creeping up there. <laughs> so for anyone listening, watching, doesn't know what Loco Dojo is. Uh, do you, do you have any offense when people say it's Mario Mario Party in VR? Or is that a good uh, thing I have you? no offense whatsoever if people <laughs> want to say that. Um, for legal purposes, um, we have to, you know, disclaim that it's uh, not based on Mario Party or we yeah. don't use those words. But if other people <laughs> want to call it Mario Party in VR, you are more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Uh, Italian plumber party in VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a great... Uh, board game with mini game, 16 mini games included um and you take turns going around and playing the mini games and the mini games are awesome yeah the idea is um the board is or the current board is split into four themes so we've got countryside seaside rocky desert and um uh boggy swamp um and then each of those themes has four games within um and they're all they're either one v one v one v one or one v three. Then the idea being, you move around the board. The wheel around the outside is essentially the the die that you throw to move your character. Um, and then once you've got uh, every time you win a mini game, or every time you complete a mini game, you get some coins. So you get more coins if, if you get silver over bronze or if you get gold you get the most uh, and for you then the coins go towards unlocking different colored headbands based on like karate belts um, and once you get the black headband then you can go to the center aisle where the sort of grand sensei's temple is and you, you take on your final challenge and if you win that then you win the awesome it's set up pretty well because uh, yeah. uh the headbands do a nice job of like making sure you get a nice sample of mini games before you start yeah. the final mini games. That's a good yeah. a good amount of time. So. Yeah, I mean, we for this initial version, um, we've just been busy optimizing and making sure that those sixty mini games work on on Quest. Um, been balancing them a little bit. Um, 
changing some of the inputs, uh, reducing some of the rates that the bugs come out and bug crunch, because <laughs> uh, maybe we're just getting too old, but we were finding it really hard from the PC version. Um, and but moving forwards, you know, we've uh, we want to do a, a, a post-launch patch to improve some of the multiplayer stuff and add um, friend invites and private lobbies. Integrate some of the Facebook, Oculus, uh, the new multiplayer stuff that's at the OS level, um, so you can come in um, direct from your, your your sort of voice chat party straight into the game. Um, yeah, that's important. Sort out the uh, sort out the region uh, issues so that well, US and Canada, for example, can play each other. Right. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, then, you know, depending on the, the, the success of the game, we've got many more plans in terms of more themes, more mini-games, um, more ways to play. Um, we want to do, like, pass and play local multiplayer. Um, but ultimately, we just have to uh, weigh up the balance of how successful the game is, how much extra we uh, spend on development, and it's that sort of chicken-and-egg scenario, really, right. for most devs. It happens, but it's a pretty solid game so far. Um, yeah, yeah. We just, you know, the main issue with all multiplayer games is just making sure that uh, the community and the player base are there, so there's always a game for people to join. Um, we don't want to be in that scenario where people are leaving bad reviews just because they can't find a game to play. Um, yeah. So for launch week, we've we've hired people to be hosting games, so there are lobbies to join. Um, and we'll be setting up like Oculus events, so timed uh, events that appear in the, in your mobile app in the calendar and the homepage for um, you know a, a good times for the UK, for US, for Canada, for Australia, etc. To like, hey, you know, if we all join this event, then there's going to be people guaranteed to be online to play against. Yeah, that's that's good. That's, that's a good smart. way to do it. Yeah. I was uh, curious. Oh, go ahead. I was say, this is one of the games like there is no single player component. You need multiplayer. So setting up well events. Yeah, I mean, like we added a single player mode for the PC version as the last minute, which, which is what the what became the solo challenge. Um, so we've done some more work. There is more to do with uh, in single player now. Hmm. Um, so we have solo challenge became the ten trials test. Yeah. The same format, you get 10 spins, you have to get as many goals as possible to try and get the black headband. Mm -hmm. um, but we've now created Solo Dojo, which has a new table where rather than the dice number, you have each of the mini games, And you just spin the wheel to choose the mini game that you want to play so you can practice um, and get good at it um, or figure out how it works before you go into multiplayer. Um, but we've we've put these into tiers, so um, <laughs> quite a lot of arguments internally uh, within the <laughs> studio of like which one's easy to which one's hardest. Um, so tier one is unlocked when you first go in, uh, and if you get a, at least a bronze in each one, then you unlock a, the next tier. Um, but then we added the four missing masks. The PC version had eight masks, but they were all unlocked all, uh, all the time. Um, and the masks are based on the, the Chinese Zodiac signs. Uh, so we locked four, but then we added another four. So if you get 
two golds in a tier, you'll unlock one of the older masks. If you get all golds in a tier, then you'll unlock one of the new masks. So then you can, when you do go into multiplayer, you can kind of sense how good somebody is based upon which mask they've got. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to be a tough balance with VR, like multiplayer, and you have the solo tournament, but it's, you know, a multiplayer game and multiplayer, like with numbers and stuff, it's got to be scary. But I always love that, like games like yours include a little solo thing that you can do and get unlock mask and try it out yeah, and play it. Yeah, I, I mean, support. some of the games are actually quite different in single player as well. Um, or it allows you to practice the main, um, the main of asymmetrical part when you become, you know, the one um, that the other three are against. Uh, so it's like good practice for the for the temple. Um, but like for example, we added like the cactus cowboys in egg boxing that are trying to turn around and try and break your egg um, <laughs> because obviously you haven't got players yet, and it's it, there's not much of a challenge. Well, I mean it's still a bit of a challenge trying to carefully spoon the egg <laughs> into the frying. Uh, but um, we wanted to add a bit more of a challenge. That was yeah. a crazy mini game too because I couldn't yeah, that was I awesome. couldn't get the egg. I think I got one or two in there on accident. But I was just having so much fun punching PJ's egg that, like, with the it's the for the listeners, it's like the extendo boxing glove. Mm -hmm. You're like, what a good you know, ten meters away from the other. Yeah, You're just yeah. like, like trying to punch this giant egg, and like that's just the best. Like I was like, yeah, I, I was always critical, egg. especially when their golden one comes out as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what gold <laughs> means. More points, you gotta go. It's, yeah, that was that was fun. There is um. You could do it with the PC version, but with the tether is a bit more difficult. But yeah, with the Quest version, there is actually quite a hack. Um, uh, what I'm saying is that your your mask has a collider on it, um, so you can probably work out the rest of the hack. <laughs> Back the... to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the game didn't make me so frantic, I probably would have figured that out because I'm like, I would have said like, oh, in the in the shark game, you can there, you know, the meat splashes on the mask, therefore there's a collider. Yeah. I'm like, where else can I use this? But yeah, I mean, that's one of those funny things about VR is you know those the differences of 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 what gaming allows, where people are so used to pressing a button to perform an action. Yeah. Um, when people were first playing Chum Gun, the shark one, they were like. What do I press to duck? And it's like, well, you just duck. Uh, <laughs> and like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Figured out the hardware playing like Pavlov when you know we first launched. Like, you do some stuff and then you're trying to reload, and your brain stops because in a mm. you know, first person shooter, you're just like push and reload. You might already be behind some cover, but I'll just like shooting a gun, and then I'll just be like, I got to reload. I'm just standing out in the open, like my brain is dead <laughs> while I'm just doing this. Like, okay, okay, and then I'm just getting shot. Like, oops, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, I mean, I've been in VR a lot, and it was the same when I played Loco Dojo on PC, uh, what, two years ago? Um, that shark, when that shark jumps out of the water and eats you, like, when you're not expecting, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, quite a few screams in that game. We took some clips, right? And I didn't know they were going to jump. Like, I didn't even know what was going on in the minigame. It's again frantic. Like, my brain shut off. Like, I'm not I'm not realizing the things I could be using to my advantage. And sitting there shooting, and I don't know, the video didn't catch it, because BJ posted a clip, and I yelped, yeah. like, 
Right. <laughs> I don't know what how to explain it. I was like, I could have been a full on scream for all. Like I Like a child. Because I, I, I was like, you know, trying to do something. <laughs> that just like, you know, my brain was like, look to your right, idiot. And there was teeth. And I didn't even realize that a shark was going <laughs> to jump at me. I didn't read the thing. I was like, this looks fun. Let's get going. Didn't read the. Yeah, well, little... thankfully, this one's, you know, nailed to the wall. Uh, yeah, so I won't scream at that one. We're uh, man, quite that safe like... today. <laughs> It was and, a jump scare. It was good. Yeah. So but, um, my, we wanted to add, like, you know, audio warnings. Um, but we found out, like, you know, the the two tones from from Jaws, like, they are copyrighted. <laughs> um, right, like, different variations that were kind of similar and gave the same effects and sort of suggested what we were trying to achieve, but it just didn't really work. <laughs> feel like it. Um, yeah. So definitely, but one of the things we wanted to do is for Quest is that we got Brian Blessed back into the recording studio to record a lot more VO to to play during the game. Um, so when a shark does come at you, he's now shot. He's now sh uh, shouting, you know, <laughs> shark or yeah. shark. So. <laughs> it's it's funny because like we first played the pig, the riding the pig game on the little plank bridge. Mm. and you gotta you know you gotta swat it in the right spot to go and it's like you know it's a perfect combination because you look over and try to swat it in the right spot you're going to invariably move the carrot and run off the road mm -hmm. um but then there's a game like that where like the announcer Brian Blessed he, like keeps saying it and it's like I know I can hear you I'm just an idiot and then when you play the shark <laughs> game you don't I don't even hear any of that at all I didn't right. my membrane did not pick up on at all I just got yeah. a lot yeah I think um uh yeah there's there's always uh, more polish that can be done. Um, mm -hmm. And there's like a big long list of things we wanted to do for launch. And it's just like, right, we've just got to tackle the things that are going to have the biggest buck, you know, bang right. for the buck and time. Um, because once you go into QA and the build gets locked down and you're ready for launch, you know, you can't really do very much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, a bit more audio balance on some of the VO, um, but also the dynamic system we've we've created that triggers the audio based upon what you're doing in the game, whether you're doing well or bad, or whether it should help you or, or laugh at you. Or <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I get you. It, it, that's it's, um, A lot of games have that anyway. I'm just, yeah. uh, if I could hit the thing on the target, it wouldn't yeah. be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, for, but Pigbridge, for example, you know, it needs to maybe trigger it every fifth mishit or something, because uh, at the moment it is spamming it quite, quite <laughs> yeah, frequently. It, <laughs> It probably added to the fun. I don't. I don't know if I saw that clip on there, but I'm sitting there like, I know, I can hear you. <laughs> like, I'm trying to go. It's funny. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and to the point of like screaming at the sharks, um, my wife played for the first time last night, and yeah. that alone is quite a review for you because my wife gets motion sickness like terribly. Like she can't even right. play. Like I expect you to die where you just sit there. But she mm -hmm. saw our clips, and I was explaining the game. She's like, I want to play that. So we played it last night. I took a video. Oh, I haven't got it edited yet. But the bat, sausage bat, I can't remember the name of the game, but where the bats come at you. Way of the sausage. Yeah, 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 yeah. awesome. <laughs> she was just screaming because they look like Lego bats, like she said. And, they're, you know, but they still, like, she's not mm -hmm. played a lot of VR. So she was just losing her shit. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I was losing yeah, that my alone, shit. I was first saying, yeah. "I want to play that game." is an is an awesome review for you. If, just That's so great. you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she wants to play whole, again. The whole round. That's one of the like... things we 
that we wanted to achieve with the game is that you know it appeals to everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, young, old, male, female, etc. We yeah. want VR to be fun and people to want to have that sense of fun and sort of stupidity. Um, losing that consciousness of maybe thinking they look goofy wearing the headset, but you know, yep. <laughs> get in, um, and then you know have some crazy fun. So, and I, I have to thank you because if, you know, I've been trying to tell her like how to baby step getting used to VR and it sh this sh like she'll get nauseous and headaches so bad she doesn't care. So right. this game helps her get rid of her VR sickness or gets her mm -hmm. VR legs. I'm going to owe you a lot because her right. and I play <laughs> a lot of like Switch together. She loves to play games like older school games, not so mm -hmm. much like first person stuff, but... If she gets into VR through this game, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll have to do something for you because that's that really make my day. Get a <laughs> permanent lobby host for events. Yep. Free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny fun. because um, we, you know, like certain manufacturers, um, you have to put a sign up warning people about health and safety stuff. Um, a lot of early demos we did and we talked to people in the queue and go, you know, if you feel funny or, you know, people go, oh, will it make me feel sick? And it's just, we, we learn about the nocebo effects basically. Um, and now we just tell people, it's like, you know, you can just stop and take the headset off at any time. Don't feel like you have to carry on, but we don't mention nausea. We don't mention sickness. Um, yep. we don't suggest you might feel funny or anything like that because nocebo effect is that planting of a negative thought, mm -hmm. okay. um, that can, um, you know, People can actually actualize it. Um, so they might have been fine, but because they're like, oh, VR makes people sick. Um, well, I'm yep. it's in their head. And uh, yeah, they, they, they start feeling worse than what, what they would have done if they weren't thinking about it. Yeah. And I think she yeah. would have actually done better. But in my game, I let her play in my gaming room where the floor's padded and it's bigger. And I <laughs> think it was just already a little warm in here because we didn't have the air turned down. So I think if the air was colder, she might have actually done even better. So. Right. <laughs> but that's neat that you guys noticed that for two reasons. A, to help players and not plant that seed in their head. But also, whether it's in VR or flat gaming, you know, just to get into a game, all those freaking pop-ups, it's like, yeah, we know all of this. I don't want to see it. And especially in VR when you're, like, in a headset. You're like, you don't need all those extra screens, so I'm glad you don't have to include them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was from very early on. We wanted to make your fists fly off and be the selector. Um, you know, Fist of Fury style, smashing the board. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> that was a very, um, yeah, very early vision and implementation. For the um, not having all those pop ups and the nausea, I think you nailed it perfectly there because, like, I don't really get nauseous that often, but my eyes will get tweaked. Like if if I'm looking at pixels too hard, like you know, playing like sniping in a in a first person mm -hmm. shooter, and I'm just like staring at, like show me the face. I need to see the tiny little head to shoot it. Games like um, uh, I forgot one racing game. Like it had a really nice logo that was a loading screen, but it was too mm -hmm. like crispy on the edges. Just just when the logo pops up, it would tweak my eyes out, and I would just already I'd have to shut my eyes oh, when loading yeah. that game. But your guys, right. you know, you don't have all those pop-ups plus the logo in your. Somehow it's like perfect, smooth, and 
I was like, yeah. the first thing I noticed was like, thankfully, I can look at a loading logo and not <laughs> be off on the wrong foot. So it's like, this is going to be good. Yeah, well, well, that was another thing that we did. We we changed, and um, when we do go back and revisit the PC version at, at some point in the future, um, we notice it now because when we fire up the PC version, because you know our logo colors are the gray and the green, usually on a off-white background, but actually loading up in like a bright white space in VR is quite unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's like no, it's our logo. It must be like that. Um, but for Quest, we're like, no, let's stop doing that. Yeah. Um, through a lot of our other applications for for enterprise clients, etc. No bright white screen. Yes, I, I yell at games all the time. I like nobody's listening. You know, that's where I'm on the podcast. But it's like you know, you, you boot up Netflix, and either you have like this color red from these chairs, and I have a, like a projector. Like mm. all you see is this this giant red red red, or you know sometimes it's a red end on a white background. It's like stop, yeah. <laughs> stop with the giant I, solid colors. I still use the Oculus Rift CV1 as my main headset because I love it so mm -hmm. much. And I'll get up five ish in the morning to play, and I'll put the headset on, and it's the bright white screen. It's like God damn it! Like every morning, yeah. Like, yeah. I have to ask you, like, so you originally put this game out in 2017 yeah. on PC VR, Steam, Oculus. Um, so here we are in 2021 releasing a Quest version, a um, little updated and stuff. But, like, how how has that journey been? Because I don't know how well it did on PC, and you don't have, you know, if you want to say fine if you don't, fine. But... I remember launching it back then. I'm like, this looks freaking amazing. Like, I, I got to play this, but I think I was a little late to the party, so there was no players mm -hmm. online. I'm like, ah. I was trying to get people to play it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, um, we get told constantly, especially with the PC version, for, um, I mean, this is sort of other studio heads and other developers and stuff, people who know you know, sort of the the cost of what games uh, uh, take to take to make. Um, so when we tell them, you know, the number of sort of dev hours and the budget that we had, and they're like, we just don't understand how we managed to make something look so polished and you know solid and quality for that little budget. Um, and you know, it's credit to our team uh, and and the people who worked on it um, to to achieve that. Um, you know, majority of them were AAA games, sort of senior, um, very experienced, or had created a lot of content for uh, full flight simulators, military and defense previously prior to, to you know to, to joining Make Real. Um, so they were kind of used to you know that sort of quality bar, but they were also like super focused on making sure that not a single frame dropped anywhere. <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, we can make jokes going. Well, of course, it's really well polished because it's all made of wood, right? Um, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's always nice to hear that. Um, but and people, when they play it, they're like, "Oh my god, this is you know so much stupid fun." I haven't laughed as much, you know, in VR. Um, but yeah, it's it did okay for us. Um, but our studio moniker is serious fun, right? So that reflects a 70% uh, 
of our work, which is mostly enterprise for for our B two B clients, um, where you know there's solid money to be made, um, and the three letters of fun is the thirty percent of the in and out of home and installation stuff we do, which you know Radial G, Loco Dojo, Loco Dojo Unleashed, um, Chaos Carts, uh, various other museum and theatre sort of immersive theatre stuff, um, and Radial G did very well, and it funded itself for uh, the PSVR version. Um, but then yes. the deal we had on PSVR, it was like early days for, for box products and stuff, and early days for PSVR as well. So it didn't do as well as we'd hoped. Um, and then Loco, yeah, it's it's quite Marmite, right? So I think a lot of a lot of gamers, especially in VR, you know, they want FPS. Or um, they want, um, you know, rhythm action, um, and you know, probably if we wanted to make a lot of money and just focus on that, we'd make an FPS. But that doesn't <laughs> really fit in with our studio manager in terms of <clears throat> a serious fun, but also the sort of ethics of what we believe in in terms of encouraging positive behavioural change through through immersive technologies. Um, so we. You know, wanted to make a game a that we kind of wanted to play, but also at the same time something different for people who wanted that that alternative. Um, but because it is multiplayer, yeah, you need to have friends with it, and you need to have that organisation ability to get people together at a certain time to play a room, uh, you know, to set up a room, and play a game. Um, and yeah, we did start the quest optimization back in. 2018 when we first got like the early santa cruz dev kits um but we we had a blocker with um the 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 quality bar aspect um uh of the the initial store launch um and so we kind of parked it um and it, it's it's difficult because you know i've seen some comments for quest it's just like all right, well, if this is based on the PC version, there must be, like, loads of DLC ready to come, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they will be, <laughs> uh, assuming that, you know, uh, we do well on Quest. So um, it's it's very much... Well, it's, it, it's more than a passion project. Um, it's not going to kill the studio if it's not successful. Um, but we obviously want it to be successful, and we want to carry on updating it, and we want to have a lot of fun with it. Um, but we also want to show that there is, you can do something else with VR. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, it is four years old and at the time it was designed, uh, with, um, you know, the Oculus touch launch. Um, so it was designed to explore and showcase, you know, different things that you could do with, with tracked controllers and touch, uh, controllers and input. Um, but since then, you know. The touch controls have moved on. We've got hand tracking. Um, you know, there's loads of you know new. Well, we've got we've got a Tupperware, um, you know, plastic box full of post-it notes of mini game ideas that didn't make it <laughs> on like the alpha stage. Um, that you know are, are ready to be pulled back in, prototyped and and released. So how uh, yeah, it's how it, fun it, it's been it a to... journey to get here. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it's 
releasing on Thursday, you know, was a great milestone for the studio um, to get something on. Uh, we've released some stuff on App Lab and actually get something on the store um, is is a great milestone for, for the studio. Yeah. How fun is it to sit there and think of mini games and then try to like prototype and test them and like I because the mini games are insane. Like I don't know yeah. why you came up with some of yeah. them. <laughs> um so Pete, our main designer at the time, he, he he came up with most of the ideas. Um and yeah, I I, I worry about that kid's head, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I don't wanna lift the lid and look and, and look inside. Uh, yeah, but um yeah, After there's... the first few mini games, you get like when you're, it's about to start, you get that little like sample that tells you the title and like you know statue mm-hmm. of a pig and like a fruit or something, and it's kind of like after the first couple, you're like, what the hell is it going to be this one when you when you see a new one? <laughs> yeah. like, Why is that? What's a pig got to do with a metal hook? You know, <laughs> <"What is this?" laughs> well, no. every mini game name is pretty much a pun based on mm. what, you, what you're doing, right? Um, but yeah, uh, we've. We've also do um, quite a bit of work with like local colleges um, and do work like virtual uh, studios um, as like a work experience thing. So um, we're part of an organization in the UK called Into Games, uh, which is designed to encourage and enable people from a much wider, diverse and inclusive range of backgrounds to get into the games industry rather than wow. having to go to college or university, etc. That's so um, awesome. <laughs> I want or, that. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, we work with them and they reach out to schools and colleges or, or like CODA groups and stuff like that. Um, so one of the briefs that we always give them is like, you know, we're making Loco Dojo 2. Design us a new theme and a mini game. <laughs> um, and we've had some brilliant ideas. So and seen some great prototypes from them. Um, so, yeah, it's <laughs> It's not just a cheap way for us to generate new content because uh, there's still a lot of practice and polish that needs to go into those. But um, it, it helps um, as well, you know, with a younger um, set of designers and uh, they're actually, you know, they think is fun. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to, to hopefully implementing some of those in the future um, and obviously giving them proper credit. Awesome. I'm so so glad to hear like there's plans because I love the game. I think it's fun. Just just looking at stuff like the assets in the booth here is just I don't know what it is, but it's just pleasing to there's look a, at. I like it. <laughs> there's a charm to the art style, yeah. and it's like you said, you know, you don't know how you did such a good job with such, you know what modest budget, and you had some really good people. But there's something to be said where like even like a simple theme or a simple style. It's almost like when when you try to draw like an anime face, like how do they, how do the anime artists or manga artists know how to put like that line right there in that perfect form? Yeah. And it's one line and it, that should be easy, but it's like a million hours of practice. But like, even when I first saw the little whale with his fins, like on the, bo- mm-hmm. on the big playboard, and I was like, I love the art style. Cause like, it's like perfect. <laughs> everything's simple and it's right where it needs to be to get the point across. And it's cute. And I was like, I could just stare at the, the board game table all day. There's little things in the art that you know I still notice now that the artists have put in um, that I hadn't realised, and it, it took me about two years to realise that the whale had a crown uh, <laughs> on top of his head because he's the Prince of Wales. 
completely went out, out flew over my head and missed it um <laughs> but then there's stupid little things as well so when we were preparing the the, the model of grand sensei for um because originally well actually oculus Hill, oculus home still runs on on rift right um mm-hmm. you can when you play the game if you get certain achievements you unlock custom items that you can then you know get the you know you get the daily presence thing um, so you can unlock these items to have in your home, if you, in your Rift home. Um, and I hadn't realised, but Grand Sensei, uh, under the, well, under his butt, he's got a butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, you just can't see it because the cloud's in the way. <laughs> yeah. So I love you, you can get his butt in your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I can't remember which uh, which achievements it is you have to unlock um, to, to get the to get the assets. But yeah, they do animate. So like the chef, he's got the cactus chef. He's got um, the golden slice of corn rotates around him, and his tongue waggles. Um, Grand Sensei flaps his arms, and then uh, the the shark in the sort of Billy Bass wall mount style, he, he'll like <laughs> map out mouth. Uh, just, just need to attach some audio to him, him singing or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or have like a button where you can push it and then record your own. Yeah, you could then, you market um, that and make like a product. I'd, I'd put that yeah, yeah. in there if I could. Um, Carmack <laughs> recently suggested that you know some kind of social home environment that you know you can go into in Quest, unlike well, you know like an app or whatever. Um, be coming soon so hopefully um those customizable ob- objects i mean they're still configured within uh Loco dojo unleashed um hopefully you know they will just transport across yeah I, that was one of the things when we first got into vr that i just loved having that little space you could do whatever you wanted you could like have a little cartridge system grab the game put it in and launch the game for everyone like yeah, yeah that, that was just, so it was just the neatest stuff now. The quest is great as it is, but it's just menu based. And... Yeah, I mean, because yeah, the Go had a similar sort of like home environment. You could play like little simple board games and stuff. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's, they really need to sort something out like that. So hopefully, um, <clears throat> hopefully there'll be some kind of announcement at Facebook next. Yeah, and back to the credit of Wookie was saying how. You know, you you were mentioning how everything ran smooth and all that, but so I initially played Loco Dojo Unleashed on the Quest Two, and then my wife was expressing interest, so I'm like, I th- I think it might work on both headsets because I have a Quest One, Quest Two. Like, let me go try it out, and I got it work. I'm like, sweet, it's gonna work. So I gave I let her use the Quest Two just because I thought it'd help with her sickness motion stuff because mm-hmm. it's clear faster. Which hopefully it did. So I was playing on the Quest One, which I haven't used for quite a while, and the difference was nominal. So that that's awesome. It looks great. Yeah, on I both, mean we but... get um, we get daily stats in terms of performance um, uh, across all the app installs in the developer dashboard, and I think it's yeah, it's like half a frame difference nice. um, between the two um, as an average. Oh. It's pretty good. 
but you know we used we used the quest one as like our min spec or baseline um and um ideally yeah you know look to tweak more for for quest two specific yeah. features or because the, the difference between the like <laughs> yeah the difference between the quest one quest two is one thing and then like it's not that different from the PC version, which is pretty crazy being it's, you know, mobile headset. Yeah, I mean if you like the artists they they can obviously see the difference straight away. Yeah. Um and there's little things like the um the green mon one eyed monster with the teeth that you're chucking the biscuits <laughs> at. Um on the table, like on the PC version, his head's like completely you know, like yours round and smooth and shiny um <laughs> uh but on quest you know he's got a few few angles uh, uh on it um we yeah. had to optimize the geometry but yeah actually that scene was like the heaviest scene that needed the most optimization really um oh. but we started that back in 2018 and it also gave us a good base to start getting the version running on playstation vr um nice. it's just a case of time and effort and having our technical um, developer sort of to sort of finalize because the multiplayer is always the, the, the tricky bit because the amount of physics going on for you but also showing what you're doing to, to each other player and tracking and the position of every biscuit for every player etc <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's crazy some of the um, sort of some of the physics stuff but then yeah it is more like fixing things that didn't just didn't work or didn't correlate across. Um, so we used like some simple Unity assets for for the for the rope um, on the sausage nunchucks or the rope <laughs> holding the carrot on the stick. Um, there isn't a sixty-four bit version of that, and quest builds have to be sixty-four bit now. So we had to rewrite all of that um, mm. ourselves, which is which was quite a big job. Um, which is why they're a bit. A bit stretchy and not quite as um, as solid. And the carrot is well, it's essentially it's a stick. It's a carrot on a stick on a stick, um, as opposed to a carrot on a string. Um, but you know, you don't really notice when you're playing. So it's more yeah. about um, performance optimizations and efficiencies that don't really detract. And for anyone again listening or watching, if if the term sausage nunchucks doesn't make you go buy this game. I don't know. Go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> go they push your greatest. spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> it, and that's... again, it took me a while to realize that that, that game's actually quite dark in that <laughs> you're using cooked pork products to defend <laughs> live pork products. <laughs> my products. That's, yeah. That was one of the things that popped in my head. I'm like, was this one of the pigs that one like, <laughs> those cute little pigs are behind you in the little pen there <laughs> you're defending them it's a risk reward balance so like every pig that gets carried off um it allows you to have more nunchucks spawned or something <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not part of the mechanic is it if you no, 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 throw no. your nunchuck you lose a pig yeah. and you get a new nunchuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there is an achievement so if a pig if a pig's being carried off by a bat you can throw the nunchucks and get nice. the bat to drop the pig and save your pig. Uh, and you get an achievement for that. So. Yeah, there. 
I don't know. I don't really want to do any spoiling, but there seems to be a lot of like, I don't know if that would be an Easter egg, but that type of thing where you just mentioned throwing that, like not everyone would think to do that. But I've noticed no, some little I mean, things. <laughs> pretty neat. There's a lot of um, Easter eggs in there, and there's a lot of, I mean, people, quite a lot of people look at it and go, oh, they're really simple, stupid games. You know, there's no skill. And it's like, well, go on then, go and get a gold. Uh, yeah. uh, but then all the hints and all the clues are there. You've just got to look for them. Um, like, you know, the achievement descriptions give you some pretty big clues <laughs> of, of the advanced, you know, skills that a, a true master in the dojo has. Well, it's like <laughs> simple stuff is usually the better way to do that because, yeah, it seems simple, but you add in a little bit of make your own fun, like better physics, this, that, and the other. Like, you could do some pretty yeah. crazy stuff without doing that. Like, you can go from, I don't know what mini games I was just tanking on last night to, like, the end of the match. I got, like, three golds in a row, and I'm like, hmm, I must have learned. But, you know, there's a lot of deceptively, you know, simple stuff when you're using, like, the little mine carts to catch your burgers. I think somebody bumped me out of the way. And yeah. It's like, I couldn't bump them. So I'm like, there's something to that. Like, you know. Can't rebump? Is there like no retaliation? They bump me and now they're <laughs> rock solid. I'm like, um, I think it just depends which direction mm-hmm. the cart last went in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be able to bump them back. Uh, but it depends. It, you know, they may be pressing their their left bumper at the same time as you're pressing Could the be. right one. So yeah, if you're um, holding you it down, and you don't having a bump off keep going they just can't go back <laughs> yeah. to the right because they bumped me right out and got like you know a burger and i, I was like you son of a bitch <laughs> i couldn't get back i was like this is nuts that is one optimization that made that game harder was we <clears> had to drop the shadows for the falling burgers just because <laughs> it was it was just tanking the frame rate so it, that. it has made it <laughs> a little bit harder to de- define <laughs> where the burgers are and which rail you need to be on um, but again, you know, you learn by the size and scale of the burger, which, which line it's going to be on. Yeah. Um, for that without shadows. Yeah. Pardon me. This game always makes me hungry for burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that But then we also want to do things like, um, if you get the gold trophy in one of the mini games, um, then, uh, in solo dojo, then, uh, as well as having the apples in the pre-lobby that you can throw around. Surprisingly heavy for, for apples. Right. Um, yeah. uh, we want to have, like, you know, those golden assets stacked up behind you or somewhere. So, nice. <laughs> like with the Here's mask, when you come in against uh, an opponent, you know, if they've got, like, a big stack of gold stuff behind them, it's like, oh, shit, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not only have they played a lot, they've gotten gold. So yeah, that's a good thing to do because I always like uh, it requires some balance in some games because like we might play a, I don't remember first person or like uh, Star Wars Squadrons. We might play that a lot once in a while, but we're not like that good. And you get up against like it match makes based on like your lab, however they do it. That how many time, how many hours you've played? It's like that's not necessarily that good. We just played a lot. Right, you know, right. We don't play for like two weeks. We suck every time we start to play. And yeah. then you get paired up with like random people. So if I was like came in and saw somebody with like a giant stack of gold trophies, I'd be like, <laughs> I hope they've got way more silver and bronze. 
somewhere <laughs> in the warehouse because like yeah. oh god yeah it was difficult because i mean we were playing on launch night and because we've been testing it so much and obviously having to test that when you do unlock all the golds that each mask unlocks accordingly and the you know the code works etc um I've got pretty good at the game. Um, and actually, some of the mini games I always sucked at. Um, uh, and, you know, pardon the pun, but the one I sucked at most was the milking a pig with the piglets. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> uh, so you've got a sow in front of you. And at the start of the game, A, it's quite weird. And your wife will probably freak out because uh, the, the pig teats kind of. Pop out at you, um, and then you've got to put piglets on them to, to fiddle the piglets up with milk. And the piglets are designed, they look like a piglet, but down the side, they've got like a you know, like a baby bottle kind of with the markers on, and then you can see the milk filling up. Uh, and and they, they slowly expand or, or lengthen, like a tick, uh, and then you pick them off, and then you, you pat their bums to sort of squeeze all the milk out into the urn. And I could not do it. It's like I could do one piglet at a time. I could just about, you know, get it off before it had too much milk. Their legs wiggle, and you grab it, and then but if you miss it, like they pop off and fly around the room like a <laughs> soda bottle, like a fire hose. Uh, uh, and I just couldn't get it. But I then realised it's just like timing of putting four on uh, and making sure you're always getting different pigs because greedy pigs drink slow uh, drink slower um once you know you can't just quit spam the same piglet um and then then it's just like a manic case of (laughs) quickly getting them off and pop popping them in and then putting next four on and that's um, that makes them like they're not just simple stupid mini games you put simple things like that in there like the timing like if greedy pigs drink quicker and you have you have strategies where like how many like what order and like how soon you put the pigs on then you realize one's going to drink quicker you could try to put right four pigs on and stagger them by your own timing and think you got it made and then based on how fast they drink you could come up with the same result and they all pop off at the same time yeah. like that's the stuff that's like genius because you yeah makes yeah it replayable and and you know there's a lot there's a few people who said oh well you know um the single player isn't very good and it's like well no it's practice because you're going to have a lot more fun. It's fun in multiplayer, but when you're when you're playing against people who who know how to play, then it it, it gets really competitive fun. Yeah. Um, and you know it, it's not fun when when you're really good and everybody else is still learning. So like Thursday night, I was holding it back and you know trying <laughs> to play as badly as possible, so I wasn't always getting gold. <laughs> Uh, but you know that was it. We designed it in terms of the input, the actions, everything you do. It's one button. It's one movement. Generally, um, really simple to pick up and and play. Um, and but you know tricky to master. Yeah, and I love That's what the Grand Sensei says in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how it's not just like you're doing. A mini game, and you're all doing the same thing. I love how it's like, like you said in the start, like one v one v one v one, or sometimes it's three against one, or like it's just mm-hmm. it mi- mixes it up depending on who rolled and whatever. It's it's. I love screwing over friends and siblings. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think one thing I would like to do is probably um, 
reduce the number of question marks. We'll have a mode where you can turn the question marks off for the the boost and and boon tokens. Um, I think maybe one two question mark three four question mark one two question mark etc. Was maybe maybe it's too many question marks. But then if you do play that other popular console title that involves parties and <laughs> Italian plumbers, um, they have the same. They have a similar mechanic and. Um, you do get a lot of them, um, but I have seen a few videos where like, you, you get four or five of them in a row. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, come on, we need to. The first time we played, sure I was people like, are, he was getting uh, four getting more mini game. Yeah, it was like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, I got like a question mark like every roll. It was fine, but I was like, I thought he was cheating. <laughs> right, he was he was moving yeah. around. I was stuck. I'm like, oh, but. <laughs> fine yeah maybe, I think maybe like one two three four question mark one two three four question mark might help reduce that frequency sure maybe just third question mark gives you a bomb and blows you up and you just land on a random yeah dot on the map like yeah no people find questions. it certain unfair um when they land on the yin and the yang ones and they either get coins or have coins taken away <laughs> <laughs> just the fun part of the game They've never played yeah. board games. That's what it is. Like, you exactly. go, go back to go, go to jail and <laughs> go all this stuff. Like, ah, oh, crap. You know, with the the board layout and as cute as everything is, it'd be neat if, I don't know, if something, like if it was your turn, like you'd actually go down into there so you could see all that awesomeness, like from. Well, in the prototype, that's what we did. Awesome. Um, the prototype <laughs> that, that we first showed Oculus, um, uh, that that's what happened. Um, you were. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the the levels or the mini games essentially, I mean, they are still kind of, you know, you're you're on the board as it were, but there was a much stronger correlation between the land you were seeing and then going in and being on and playing the game on the board as it were. Um, but I think, um, well, yeah, it's just more in the sake of scene loading and uh, right. destruction. Um, with the, the the loading sequence um, and and memory management, unfortunately, we kind of lost that transition effect. That's understandable yeah. too. It's like Mario Party when we, or sorry, Italian Plumber Party when we would play that. Like, <laughs> I didn't care about the board game part at all. It's like, okay, just means to an end. It's just you know a shovel for right. the fun. But this one, like PJ said, I kind of want to see a little bit more of the board. It goes by too quick. There's, there's, mm. you know, the board plays such a small part, which is, in some cases, fine. You get to the mini games faster. But it's also mm. like, like I said, when I first saw that little whale sitting there and his little hands moving up, I was like, that <laughs> I want to see more of that. I want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, um, we'll either release like a whole new board that you, you know, you pull a lever and it'll flip over and you'll get a new board, or you know, in an ideal world, like have to re-engineer the board entirely. But like, have and my devs listening to this, he's like, "Shut up, shut up, shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> randomize um, the board. But like, well, you know, modularize it or allow you to take a theme or a quarter out and swap it in with another one, and then you know the path realigns itself or something. But that yeah. would be really uh, cool. my devs that probably like, like... Oh, no, that sounds like a whole load of work. So <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like a really cool feature because then you know you kind of mixing and matching your own tournament because sometimes like in rally sport racing games you know you can say like, <laughs> i want like an italian hill and then i want a mountain mm -hmm. and i want this and then we right, set up right. a tournament in that you can, it's kind of like setting your area that'd be really cool 
I mean, in an Sorry, absolute yeah. ideal situation is, you know, the game's so popular that other VR games want to feature in it, and then we can make a, vin- a mini game that is based on yeah. other Russell. VR games, right? That would be so cool. Um, <laughs> and then have cross-promotion. Because I think, yeah, you know, cross-promotion is great within games. We did it with Radial G and Blair and Technolust, and, you know, we had adverts for, for Technolust and Iris and the various... <laughs> companies that were in Technolust and he had the little model of the Radial G ship in the in the apartment and stuff. So, and you could play <laughs> oh you had to hack the Radial G machine in the arcade cabinet. Um, <laughs> so um yeah, it's nice. Nice nice bits of crossover. I love Radial G by the way before we lose that topic. <laughs> well you know um, that's what taught us a lot about Rock solid frame rates and stability and comfort, um, and you know, learning when to not tell people it's gonna, it might make them feel sick because a lot of people just looked at the video or saw we're waiting in a queue, watching people waiting to, to to have their turn. They're just like, oh my god, you know, that's gonna make me hurl. Yeah. And it's just like I, 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 you know, confidently can tell you, you know, there's a ninety nine percent chance that it won't. Um, <laughs> yeah, we dem- ended up demoing it and. You know, watching and seeing thousands of players play it, and you know, tracked like less than one percent who had to stop. And it was usually within like twenty seconds they were headset up, going, "Nope, <laughs> can't do that." <laughs> but um, we we once had a very heavily pregnant woman wanting to play. As she's like, <laughs> I've, "I've tried baths, I've tried hot curries, I've tried this, that, and the other. I'm two weeks overdue. Maybe this will help induce me." <laughs> like, I, 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 can I? Uh, can you sign something, or do, uh, yeah. can I not let you do this? <laughs> wow. Well, did it work? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's another thing that just playing the game and seeing your tweets and talking, like, you, you at least you, but I'm assuming your team, too, have a wicked sense of humor. Like, my favorite tweet of yours recently was like, I was like, hey, how's launch going? And you just put a, the poop emoji, pants, and an exclamation point. I fucking laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I was, it, to be honest, it's, it's, it's taken until today to, to feel elated about launch. Um, it's kind of been coming or not or definitely happening for for so many years essentially and then it was all the stress and organization and you know reaching out to content creators and the press and trying to get making sure you've got coverage and gameplay and stuff out there and last minute issues like cross region suddenly not working for some god goddamn no i don't know whatever the reason <laughs> is but um uh and then unlike steam you know you've handed your build over, you've handed your baby over to somebody else and you're entirely reliant upon them pushing the buttons at the right time and your pages update. Um, so it's kind of, it's not like Steam where you ha- you're in charge and you have the big green button and you click it and then it goes live. Um, yeah. And also with lockdown and changing from being a bums on seats altogether studio to a remote studio, um, we haven't, you know, we had people on Zoom and we were chatting at the time, sort of leading up to six o'clock. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> as a store page, has it gone from coming soon to new and new and noteworthy? Um, 
uh, and then people are going, oh, it hasn't changed for me. And it's like, well, it's changed for me. Look, here's a screenshot. I've already tweeted it. Uh, <laughs> go, you know. <laughs> um, and then playing a game and meeting you know, fresh players who are just getting getting into it. Uh, it, 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 it. It took until today, really, to sort of go, holy shit, it's out. This is awesome, you know. Uh, <laughs> the, the numbers are good. People are playing. The reviews are good. Awesome. Um, uh, you know. Everyone seems to be majoritively happy. Um, we know what we need to do, and you know we're working towards that that, that post-launch patch to get it out um, in a you know a couple of weeks' time, um, and then you know we can actually start to relax and start thinking about right all this other stuff we wanted to do. <laughs> when are we yeah. going to do it, and how are we going to do it, and who's going to do it? Because uh, you know we are. We're like a small studio. There's 35 of us, I think, now. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of people who worked on Loco Dojo, we had like one developer, one artist, one designer, me doing everything non-creative or technical with all the sort <laughs> of press and PR and sorting out the publication and the production side of things. Um, a PM and um, uh, uh, some our production assistant was sort of doing a lot of the testing. Um, so, you know, but we like to make sure that everyone's included on the credits. Um, and, you know, if you spent more than an hour on a game or doing something in a game, uh, you, you got listed as a dev team, but then everybody else is, is under the sort of special thanks bit. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was, it's always been a small team for the game because, um, we can't afford to put to put everyone on it. Yeah, and I think don't sell yourself short on the creativeness because the marketing and just the tweets and all that. I'm assuming is you, so that that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, to be honest, you know, I'm 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 pretty much uh, think along the same lines as Bill Hicks when it comes to marketing and and marketeers, <laughs> um, uh, and I'll, I'll let let you go and find that uh, YouTube clip. But um, <laughs> uh, my my background is quality assurance and production and project management. Um, and I didn't want to be the one at events or on stage or in the limelight. Um, I was quite happy in the QA dungeon testing stuff <laughs> and making, sh making sure stuff worked, right? Um, but with Radial G, when we suddenly went from event booth attraction thing for, 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 for China to, wow, this is actually really popular and really good. We should make it into a game. Um, having to then quickly learn like really guerrilla style how to do marketing and how to PR for games. And, but it also comes from, as you say, yeah, we do have a pretty good, strong sense of humour. I think in in, in a studio, um, we we are very uh, well. You know, older people would say woke, uh, but you know, <laughs> we're very aware of um, uh, the boundaries of humour. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, it's uh, uh, yeah. We're always very open and honest and transparent in terms of where we see the technology going, where we think it's capable of now, 
um, and passing that through to our clients. So, you know, there's no point trying to missell VR because uh, you know there's, a, there's enough hype and there's enough uh, disappointing experiences. I yeah. remember that it's more more likely than not, you know, whatever it is that you've built is going to be somebody's first time experience. Um, and if it puts them off VR, then you kind of lost them forever. So, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. That comes across with our marketing and all of our external comms, mostly because it's all me, but at the same time, I really despise bullshit. Um, <laughs> and I'd much rather people have that honest uh, sort of truth um, of the situation yeah. rather than um, wrapping it up and trying to put a cherry on it or sugarcoating stuff. Yeah. And you're pretty clear on that. I really appreciated your saying, you know, hey, we have a thick skin. Tell us what's wrong. Tell us what you don't like. All that stuff. Like, we want to hear it. So, I think yeah. it's a great thing. Well, Helpful. <laughs> um, we can't, you know, we we had a marketing budget, and it was more of a marketing budget than, than Loco Dojo and Radio G. And, you know, that's one of the things we learned was, like, yeah, there's development budget, but we've also got to set some aside and actually spend money on marketing, right? <laughs> um, so a lot of that went into the trailer. Cause the first trailer for Loco Dojo on PC was was us, um, and we just, you know, it's an okay trailer, but you know, our 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 artist skills are are 3D, not video. Yeah. Um, so it's like, right, <laughs> let's actually pay you know a proper trailer company to uh, uh, to make a decent trailer, right? Um, but again, that's one of the things that, that came off the list um, that we want to put put in is that mixed reality support and improving um, uh, alternative cameras and stuff like that for uh, for viewers, but also you know for content creators to make better looking videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing with the Quest. It's so freaking hard to stream. And do a good job where PC is so easy and it's just <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, our first sort of main non-gaming product or tool is is purely based around that, right? Um, because a lot of our enterprise work when we were deploying into and and doing demos and doing events, you know, it's easy with a tethered headset because you've got the mirror on the PC monitor, right? Yeah. Um, and then as soon as we switched to standalone, all of our clients are like can't see what what's going on in the headset and these are like training facilitators and they're doing training apps and stuff and they're like we need to see what they're doing if they get stuck we like you know have to sort of second guess and i know our apps really well so i can tell from the audio where they are and what they're doing <laughs> and what they should be seeing and what they should be doing so i can kind of guide them through um but um, we created this this tool called Skillshield that essentially lets you cast from the headset to laptop app, um, but then it also uses the webcam of the laptop to video the person in the headset. But then it also has all of the learning objectives being ticked off as they're actually doing it. Um, but it's designed to work over offline Wi-Fi um, because an enterprise. Uh, yeah, we could just use a Google Chromecast, or we could just cast the browser um, using the Quest tools. But um, Chromecast works by by creating a temporary private YouTube channel, and most enterprises 
block YouTube, so it doesn't work. Um, or they block all internet, so you know it can't go out and back in again. Um, so we we have to we sell our Skillshield tool for our training apps with a laptop and with Wi-Fi six, you know, um, mm -hmm. non-internet Wi-Fi point basically. Nice. But yeah, purely that to solve that handy. problem of not being able to see what people were doing in their headset. <laughs> Yeah, I had that same thing with my wife last night when she put the headset on. I could still hear it. So I'm like, yep, hit this, hit that, hit that. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean, all of my TVs are, uh, at home, are, you know, I've got Chromecast on them. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, uh, not always easy uh, to, to, to get it on. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear launch is going well. I, I'm always surprised. Like, I reach out to different devs or teams, like, hey, I know your game's coming out here. Like, if you want to go before or after, I know the week of is stressful. So I was kind of surprised. You're like, yeah, let's do it. I appreciate it, by the way. But it's kind of no, no, how good. stressful um, it is. So <laughs> thank you for, for, for having me on. Yeah, anytime. Um, um, and I thought I'd rather come on afterwards because then we can talk about the launch process and, you know, um, I mean, if it had gone terribly wrong, maybe I would have cancelled. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, but I think you know, back on that sort of honesty and openness thing, I think even if it had gone terrible, I would have said that. Not in a, <laughs> not in a piteous, please go and buy the game and make it less terrible. But um, you know, anyway, go and buy the game, right? Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> um, <laughs> The more people who have it, the more people playing, then uh, everyone's going to be happy and you will uh, have a much better experience. Yeah. And uh, one of the main things to me was uh, we were just talking with the VR Trend Magazine guys. And it's like not just VR, but other games. You, you Sometimes you run across a gem, but the multiplayer lobbies are just empty. So it was like as time goes on, how do we foster communities that like, you know, Everyone mm. picks up that, that good old classic game that got them into VR. Right. Fucking play it. Like, give me somebody to play yeah. it. You know, like, that's that's a huge challenge to me because we've, we've had um, a group of, uh, like, friends playing games since the you know, Xbox Live launched, and they've all but quit. Like, every single one of them. It's just, like, we would try to set up, like, a game night, like, once a week, try to match up. Mm. You know, just somebody votes for a game. It's been five years since we've had like more than one person <laughs> at a time. So yeah, it's I mean, a... apart from um, Sea of Thieves, I, um, which is like once a month, occasionally with a couple <laughs> of mates. I, I, I generally, you know, my people are online on on Xbox and PlayStation, but yeah, I, I haven't played an online game on my Xbox for so long. Um, but you know, it's probably age. You know, I'm 45, and most of my friends are similar <laughs> age, and you know, have all moved around and got kids or houses or dogs or whatever. Um, but yeah. I thought that lockdown might have picked it up a bit more. Um, we we tried doing a lot more uh, online board gaming, um, but yeah, just clicking on a monitor isn't quite the same as um, sitting around a table in a pub with a beer playing board games, right. which is how we normally do it. Um, but then uh, Tabletop Simulator supports VR, so it's it's all right. Um, but it's been a while since I've tried it, but it was pretty clunky, um, and I was the only one in VR. 
uh, so everyone <laughs> else was kind of weeding out a bit. <laughs> yeah, we we thought about it. I think they might have removed the assets, but playing the Witcher Gwent card game in Tabletop right. Simulator, I was kind of gearing up to do that, and I think the Witcher team was like, hey, we're going to actually launch a Gwent game. Can you guys not allow that? Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> But then we've obviously got native board game VR uh, apps now. So, I mean, Catan's really nice. Um, Yeah. uh, Neverboard's just come out, right? Supporting simpler games at the moment. But hopefully they'll look to bring in bigger, well, games that I want to play anyway. Uh, (laughs) uh, Euro games, and as we call them, uh, Ameritrash, et cetera. Um, But, um, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's there needs to be more there needs to be more board board game VR experiences yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I know yeah, I agree because like I don't know. I think you're right when you said like a Meritrash because like I've hated board and card games because they're just so dull. And then for whatever reason, that Witcher game, like in the Witcher Three video game, they have a little Gwent card game, and I was like, hey, this is actually really neat. And yeah. since then, I've just poked around and found like. There are actually really cool board and card games. What was it? Scythe, I think, board game? Scythe, yeah, yeah. Plays like a video game. We played that once at PJ's house, and I was like, holy crap, this is the most well-thought-out thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, it's just perfect. Yeah. Why why doesn't nobody, more people know about that stuff? I don't know. Like, how do you (laughs) get the word out, build a community around that crap? Well, it's one of the first things I did when I moved to a new town, um... I moved out out of Brighton. I mean, Brighton's very good for tech, but it's also very popular with tourists. And in summer, mm. it just heaves and gets quite unpleasant. Um, uh, and getting older, it's like right, I, I, I want more things like a garden and the countryside and access to space and yeah. uh, fewer people around, etc. Especially <laughs> if they're drunk or on drugs or you know, in hen and stag parties, etc. So. When I moved to a smaller town, I was just like, right, most people my age have got kids and don't go out. Um, who, uh, how do I meet? <laughs> how do yeah. I meet people? Um, so I found like the local forum, and I was just like, hey, I like board games. Anybody want to start a board game club and meet in pubs and drink beer and play board games? And we've got like twenty regular people now who come along every couple of weeks, and um, there's like journalists and authors and doctors and postal workers and you know <laughs> all, all kinds of you know all walks of life but you know we're pulled together and have a great time through this 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 connection of of loving a good game really nice yeah i think i need to do something like that but then pandemic and i just generally hate people well <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like i wish i'd have somebody to <laughs> Like do this with, and then never see them again. You know, but like that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we did a camp. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, all went. That was like posh camping. Um, we all had like wooden huts and big bell tents and stoves <laughs> and stuff. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't particularly hard. Um, but big fires and vats of chili, and then played werewolf. Uh, that's that's a pretty good game, like social deduction game. <laughs> Oh, that's in VR as well, actually. I don't know how yeah, that works. Yeah. Cause, um, I think our friend Fizzy brought that. Yeah. Well, so we're trying to guess who the werewolf is, and you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, VR is 
had a few, like you said, Katan and uh, Demio's great. Um, mm. mm-hmm. That's another one I'm missing, but. Okay. Again, Have they added it? a save point in Demio yet? Not, Not yet. Sure. Oh, yeah, it's just. No, no, no. I, they I... did. They did. They haven't oh, right, enabled nice. cross like cloud saves yet, but there is a save point, I believe, in right. the weapon a bit. part. Like, yeah, like uh, I mean, that's great because like the Zen of like picking up the piece and seeing all the detail, mm, like yeah. it's almost kind of what what I would want from like what I was talking about. Like I'm, I don't feel as connected to the board game portion of Loco Dojo as like right, you know right. you kind of did to the to the Italian plumber party, and it was kind of like I don't want mm-hmm. it, but here I kind of want. I want to pick up stuff and like look at it. Um, <laughs> the, the Zen of like having a board game like we, I don't think I played Catan or anything in VR, but I played Demio. We played with Tommy Palm. And yeah, I, yeah. I totally tanked that party. I got us killed um, <laughs> real bad. Uh, but, like, you picking this stuff up, I was like, I didn't think it would be that cool in VR. And I've tried to explain that to people, like, at work and stuff. And I got one dude to get it. We played them a couple times. And some people are just like, what's VR? I'm like, shut up. Never mind. <laughs> you don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same with my board game club. Like, two of them have got uh, uh, quests. Uh, ones always have like rift and five and then um ones like keeps on saying he's gonna buy a quest and i was like look my game's out now go buy a quest go buy my go buy my game <laughs> um but yeah when demio came out or demio i was just like look there's this awesome you know D <laughs> vr game uh it should be right up your street it's like if people want to talk about, you know, a killer app, you know, the killer app for you is this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go out and buy one. Uh, the, you know, the, the, you got to wrangle people and just put the headset on them. And then that's how they, oh yeah, I'm buying this. But unless you can do that, it's really hard to sell. Yeah. <laughs> well, the biggest adoption we see is through our enterprise deployments. You know, we, we sure. put a VR training app onto like hundreds of headsets in a big corp. And they're like, yeah, great. Okay, I've done this soft skills training or whatever it is. Um, and this uh, headset's cool, right? And VR's cool. I now get it. Um, and they're like, what else can we do with it? So it's like, okay, well, if your your boss isn't looking like his Loco Dojo, here's an early build. Here's, here's what you can do, right? And they're like, oh, my God, you can play games and VR's awesome. Okay. And they're like straight on their phones, you know, ordering yeah, one for them, maybe even one for their wife and kids or whatever uh, to arrive the next day from you know, a big online retailer. Uh, and it's just like, that's where, where adoption is really being driven from is, is yeah. through, is through enterprise. I think. I'm just, I have a mental image of like that person, like at work playing, your playing local dojo and the boss is like looking at him and they're just like, <laughs> what is that guy doing? Doing the laptop <laughs> recording thing. He's even the sausage <laughs> chucks screaming. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the most of you know going back to the design and like the designer's head and stuff like that and the exploring what all the different inputs are is like one thing that does trouble me a little bit is like some of the if you watch somebody playing some of the gestures are actually quite suggestive <laughs> um and it's like ah like, it's really funny and then like you know somebody <laughs> kid plays it and you're like oh shit um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would, before we played last night, I said, I told my wife, I'm like, 
probably hop in and do a one mini game just so you get the feel of it. And I recorded her on my phone and I just sent her the text this morning. She's like, Oh, that's great. <laughs> and she's just... put it on TikTok. Awesome. Put it on TikTok. TikTok's yeah. where like I'm far too old for TikTok. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> wants to be my ass around anyway. So Yeah. I'm not much younger than you and I have the same issues like funny is funny but there's a line here now these days and it's like my funny crosses so I keep it to myself (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking at TikTok and I just try try and see how it's being used for VR and you know some people got like review channels and demos and stuff like that and and little snippets of them playing Uh, but um Obviously, you know, the most popular stuff is is all the VR fails. And it's just like, well, nope. <laughs> I don't want to be using that to promote the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah Tech Man like, they, well, the, the, the fails where they put, like, a headset on, on a girl and she just goes crazy and punches the TV, like, immediately when the game launches. Yeah, or people that's falling the best over video, but it's like, like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to show that to anybody because it's going to harm yeah. them getting VR. <laughs> if yeah. you... um. If you're looking at TikTok, uh, check out Tech Man Jew. He's going to be on yeah, the podcast. No, I, 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 I reached out to okay. them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's awesome. Good stuff on there. <laughs> I love the fact that social media can kind of get those ideas out there. But I, same thing, like, you know, want to hang out with people, but I also hate people. I still don't have Facebook. I haven't used my Twitter account. My girlfriend took over my Twitter account and trolls people with it. I've had that. <laughs> Since Twitter launched, like way back, like a friend of mine, that fizzy guy just mentioned, it was like, hey, look at this, it's new, it's Twitter. Like, I don't know how long ago that was. Right. It's like you, you could use social media for good, but then it's like, ah, it's all messed up and bad. So I'm, I'm amazed by people who take on like the marketing. We talk to other devs, and one of them, they say, hey, his Twitter game's awesome. He's always on. So I check out his stuff, and I'm like, um, I just don't. I don't operate that way, so I'm in awe of people <laughs> that do or can. I, uh, well, uh, they took away some of my creativity because when it was like 140 characters, you had to write really creative wordsmith yeah. to get something in, right? Um, and now it's essentially unlimited. Well, was it 280 or something? The double. Um, yeah, it's yeah, 280. Like, <laughs> some of that sort of gone away. But, yeah, it's um, I need somebody with, with mad video and Photoshop skills to to support me really um uh, <laughs> more than my own quite poor capabilities but um yeah uh, hopefully it's 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 the videos of the game and um getting people to to, to share their their videos of gameplay i mean if i'm ever feeling a bit sad i just go to youtube and i go to the playlist and we've got two now we've got one for local dojo and one for local dojo unleashed but there's like over a hundred videos that people have shared of them playing local dojo on pc over the years if i remember feeling a bit sad or thinking the game isn't doing well or you know what am i doing in my life etc i just watch these videos because it's like 98 videos of people having such a good time and absolutely just pissing themselves laughing <laughs> uh and it's just like hey okay now i feel great again um, that's awesome so yeah i highly recommend um Watching people having a good time, even if you hate people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch yeah, of that's, that's one thing that I'm 
like we both work full-time jobs and stuff and this the podcast itself the what we do takes a lot of time so i'm trying to like because what on pc i stream and i'll play you know i don't do any mixed reality yet i'm slowly trying to get there but i have a camera on me with like lighting that matches the game and you can see mm -hmm. me flailing around i'm trying to get that working on quest but it's just takes a lot of time and it's just not easy otherwise i'd be streaming all the time <laughs> yeah we, we started looking at mixed reality on the pc version and like everyone who you know releases a tool or an asset for for unity it's like ah it's a unity plugin it's five minutes it's really simple to install and set up and it's like yeah if you're working on you know the unity cube app um but um yeah, it's just Loco Dojo is fairly complex in the way it destroys scenes and stuff between loading and mini games and having to reinitialize every time. But we started to get live working, but yeah, we um, it's definitely something that I want that I want to see happen sooner rather than later for um, for the Quest version is getting the the Quest mixed reality support in yeah. um, to, to allow cool. people make make better videos. Yeah, I, I have. Right on the edge of trying live, um, Adam Bomb Bodies on the. She's been on the podcast. She's come on in a couple of weeks. She just got right. a job there, so I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> but right, yeah. Did you did you mean to scoot across the table? Because it looks like you're trying to. Uh... Yeah. No, I'm in my chair in my screen. You... Oh, all right. You kind of drifted over <laughs> towards me as if we were about to embrace. <laughs> yeah, you just sat right in his lap. <laughs> Yeah, after about an hour, the the you start to get wonky in the app sometimes. Not sure why, yeah. but well, before we wrap up, and um, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Or uh, no, I think we've uh, covered a fairly wide range of um, topics yeah. around <laughs> loco and VR and uh, us as a studio in general. Yeah, we, I mean, we could keep going, but I, I always try to, like, make sure we're respecting the guest time. So you're probably like, <laughs> let me out of here. Like, <laughs> but I love, I, I adore the game. I've loved it since the PC version. I'm so glad it's done Quest and more accessible now and more people playing it anyway. Um, I just, from like we said, from the art style and the mini games, I can't, I hope it does awesome and you guys are able to, like, continually add content and i just well, i thank you man that game is fun <laughs> no no thank you i mean that kind of feedback and people enjoying it is is the reason why we do it right um and you know it's 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 really good to be able to step back and you know uh be humble about what it is that, that you've achieved and seeing people enjoying playing it and loving it is is the whole reason so um, it, it's, you know, it means a whole great deal to us when, when, when people say that. So. Yeah. And if, thank you very much. If, if grumpy man, Wookie here can enjoy it, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> the hell is that? No, just actually like, <laughs> I'm weird about games cause I'll just get like annoyed because I can't do something. Like if we'll play first person shooters, I'm a, I like, I don't give a crap about most things. I'm trying to do something stupid and I'll die like 10 right. times trying to pull it off. And when I do pull it off, I'm like, nothing else matters. I'm like, yeah. But when, <laughs> when things break down and you can't, I can't make it happen. I get annoyed. So 
frantic mini games like this when you know I'm trying to hook the pig and it just falls off the hook and I can't tell why. I'm sitting there going like, you know, and it's not that I'm not having fun. I'm like, I hate this, but I'm having a fun. Like 10 minutes after we're playing, yeah. what's that? That's down to the network physics. <laughs> Is it? Uh, yeah, they're hooking the hog. So if you do it slowly and carefully, then the network physics are, are good enough to, to ensure that everyone can see you hooking the hog. But if you whip it up, I think um, I'm then it, freaking it, it out. Skips or essentially, yeah. <laughs> that that makes perfect sense now because I'm looking over there. PJ's got a whole little pen full of pigs, <laughs> and I've got like two. I'm like, I don't care if I got a gold one; it doesn't matter. But I'll freak out, and then like ten minutes later, I'm like, God, that was a blast. But <laughs> you got to get Zen in a in in a dojo. <laughs> yeah, I got to control. But the funny thing was, as uh, I don't know if it was last night we were playing or the uh, or the other night. But I sit there just, you know, have my little mini explosions to myself while, you know, freaking out, trying to probably hook a pig. Um, my girlfriend was talking to her sister on her phone, and her sister's like, what the hell is that noise? She's like, oh, he's playing, what is the game, Logo Dojo? She's like, I'm going to have to check that out. And I don't know what it was about me just, you know, having a shit fit with myself because I couldn't hook a pig. I'm sitting there like, ah! You know, maybe when the shark ate me. I don't know when it was. And I was just right. screaming. She's like, I got to play that. And I'm like, what about yeah. me? Made you want <laughs> but I get it. It's super fun. Like, I, I left the five-star review. I'm like, you guys got to play this minigame. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to edit the video from last night with my wife playing because she was just screaming and hollering. It was just so fun. Like, many props. <laughs> to it. You guys are doing great. <laughs> and it's, Well, you know, I, I, I want you to, you know, I want to make you happy, Wookie, and, you know, the things like, you know, the seagulls and when you throw the apple or when you fists, always, it's always annoyed me that in the menu, in the, sort of the opening area, there's a seagull up there and he's like really judgy. He turns around and looks at you and I like, the number of times I've shot a fist at him and he just like, <laughs> we just like at least just make him get up and flap and land somewhere else. Yeah, like those little things of, of of making things a bit more interactive that everyone loves in VR. But like you know, even these oh uh, coffee cups, etc. You know, <laughs> yeah. can't pick these up. But um, yeah, how did that you was, know um, I wanted to like? It's like throw an apple at the seagull, and I nailed one right through the face after you know the heavy apples. Yeah, like, he didn't even move. I'm like, I must kill you. <laughs> this is a thing now. <laughs> it's on video. Oh, was it me? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the the first night before launch, and we were gonna test it out. I was waiting on Wookie, so I was sitting there, and I threw probably a hundred apples, and I hit that seagull twice. I'm like, motherfucker, didn't go. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what PJ completely fully put in that video. I'm like, I'm gonna hit that fucking seagull. <laughs> it, it it's uh, it's on the list somewhere, but um, I don't know where it is <laughs> sure. on the list, but. Oh, those if are that's their worst yeah. thing, like you're totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> details like you know, Half Life Alex has like ruined a lot of people for their expectations, and they're like, yeah, yeah, but there was what I don't know, three hundred and fifty people and a budget exactly. of like one hundred and fifty million or something yeah. uh, over many years. It's like, of course, you can feck and pick up everything and look at it. Yeah, and yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, when 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 um, air quotes enthusiasts say, oh. Half-Life Alex direct VR from you. I can't play anything else. I'm like, okay, go do something else then because there's so many other things. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's... it's great, but that is like 
you know, there's only a couple games like that. And it's like, that's not real. Like, I don't want to say it's not real VR, but the meat is down here with indie devs and, you know, mm. all the other games that are out there that aren't that. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's like when people say multiplayer is easy in Unity, you just tick a box, and it's just like, no, it really isn't. No. <laughs> um, they have plugins, and there's a lot of netcode done for you, but that doesn't make it easy. That just means you don't have to go develop the backbone. You still have to yeah. configure the backbone and set up all your stuff. Like, I've told PJ about that. Like, when I was first looking at, like, Unity uh, multiplayer stuff and it's like well you yeah. can spawn something or you can use the instantiate commands those could still be in there i'm not like you must have to rewrite your write your whole game to use instantiate even if you don't need it because you might want multiple same thing but it doesn't work and it's just sort of like what if somebody writes a whole big ass game and then tries to put multiplayer in it, and then you have to rewrite the whole thing like nobody's gonna do that yeah that's well, that was one of the lessons that we learned from from Radio G's because like we, that started off with Steam VR support and then Oculus Rift was coming out first and then the Oculus SDKs came out and no, no sorry I'm talking out my ass it started off with DK1 and Oculus and DK2 um, but then the only way to get it out really because was the Steam store there wasn't the Oculus store announced at the time and then the Oculus store was announced was like right we're going to put the Oculus platform stuff in um and the store stuff and then the playstation vr stuff and it, it was this horrible spaghetti mess uh i'm yeah. told anyway um i'm not a developer um uh so when we came to um you know starting developing on, on, on loco it's like right <laughs> ideally this will be successful and we will make it multi-platform therefore organize the code so there's a game and platform and it's very yeah. easy to <laughs> pick out and drop and swap and everything else right it's a different setup to start out with the modular mentality and you mm. can probably swing stuff like you know based on you know gathering info about what thing what you develop one app to save developer time so you don't have to do like a different build for like you know 60 different things and have it recognize something about the environment and then, you know, tweak some things like it's PSVR. So check these boxes automatically, yeah. but then you have such a bloated app to, you know, it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Well, hopefully stuff like open XL will, um, reduce the need for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. And going back to what, like PJ said about, you know, the half-life Alex <clears> ruined <throat> me for VR. What I think a lot of people and this is just not VR or gaming related. A lot of people just don't really see things for what they are anymore. They just they go by their existing expectations, and they're mm -hmm. just not happy if it doesn't live up to what they thought it would be. They're like just just see it for what it is and enjoy it. And then if you don't actually enjoy it, then you would know. It's not just sort of like a reviewer said this, so that must be my opinion. Or I've mm -hmm. been playing too much GTA, so I play this other game. It's not GTA, so I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's it's the same as like you know how much is a game worth or what is the value of a game? What do you set your pricing at? I mean, we chose, but well, we've stuck with nineteen ninety nine dollars. Um, fortunately, worth it. The, the system uh, sets GBP and Euro prices and Australian dollar prices automatically. We can't tweak it individually like on on Steam. Mm. Um, I think. I haven't actually checked because I've had it installed for so long. I've never actually seen the price in pounds. Um, <laughs> uh, I need to like log out 
actually log out of Oculus at some point and not be in the dashboard. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's more than fourteen ninety nine pounds, which is what we wanted the or, or what the original version was. But that was just the how the prices and the currency conversion worked at the time. Um, mm. But yeah, as I, I, I account, as I fourteen ninety nine to me is three craft beers, which will last me perhaps three hours. Um, so as long as I get more than three hours entertainment out of it, then you know, yeah, it's it's totally worth it. Um, and yeah, it's for me, it's just like I. I think nothing of dropping that on a craft beer. Therefore, um, I'm not going to go and complain when it's like fourteen ninety nine, and then go, "Oh, this game's rubbish." I, you know, I've only played fifty hours, and you know, it's it's <laughs> right. totally not worth it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. really, come on, <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, well. See, we yeah, always say we try to let um, you go, and then we pull you back in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Half Life Alex has ruined, well, not ruined, but um, our our designers, especially on the enterprise side, right? So we operate as an agency. So a client wants a training app built, and they have a budget and a timeline, and we turn that budget into development days that are profitable for us, etc. And then, like, then the designer comes along, going. I've just finished playing Half-Life Alex and I've got loads of ideas and it's just like <laughs> put them all away. Oh, no. Do not put them in a box and burn the box and you know <laughs> it's, uh, don't take cues from from Steam and Valve and stuff like that because it's like how long did it take them to make Half-Life 2? I think that was like yeah, right. should have come out in 2004 and it came out when mm-hmm. and how long did it take them to make like they got they they don't have timelines because it doesn't matter. They just have people working on stuff at their yeah. own pace. Don't ever ever take cues. From them. <laughs> I mean, our like, our projects on average are like three months and that's what twenty days in a month for work days. So it's like sixty days of dev, maybe maybe you know ninety if there's uh, two devs on it sharing some of the load over the time. Uh, and it's just like no, we're not making everything pick up a ball. No, we're okay. Yes. You can make a water shader so in these health vials when you tip it, you know, the water moves. But they didn't <laughs> even have that in Alex at, at the start, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Some people but, uh, see like yeah. games where they take a drink and the glass flops around and it's like that doesn't look as good as GTA's drinks. And it's like, do you even know how to do that? <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> Shut up. Uh. Um, but yeah, it is a a strangely nice, sunny, warm October day here in the UK, and uh, I think it's about what three PM now. Near enough, oh, wow. Um, for me, anyway. Yeah, uh, and you guys must need some more coffee because it's still early, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so so eight thirty here. <laughs> Nine thirty. Uh, but it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to to be on. Oh pleasure is ours man like thanks for your yeah. time and and the game and you know if you ever have content and want to come back or even like uh showcase a new something here ahead of time reach out absolutely <laughs> yeah if you get like a new mini set of mini games or whatever i guess come on yeah well sure. what i will probably need to do is um add you to our test channel so when we think we've got our cross-region fix in place you can 
test the earlier build for me uh, sure, to make sure, sure that the cross region's working. Be happy to. Yep. Anything we can do to help, we try to help. And uh, I play a lot of games, so no problem. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, may well see you around the table one day once cross region is awesome. working. Uh, and then uh, right. I can skill you and uh, uh, show you all the uh, cheats and hacks and uh, tips and tricks of <laughs> just, how to win. Just, just put me in the corner and let me just pop off while I'm trying to, you know, figure out how to stomp bugs <laughs> and stuff like that. I'll just, I'll just be fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, enjoy uh, your right. day, man. Thanks again. I will do. And I will see you all soon. Thanks for watching, guys. Go and buy the game. Yeah. <laughs> links are in the show notes to the game check it out videos all that fun stuff